Are you ready for this shit? Yeah, I'm ready for this shit. Do okay. it. Okay. So there's this woman, and she's everybody's new history girlfriend. Heads up. Okay. Her name is Sarah Peterson Hecla, in quotes, Smith Wilbur Scullard. She Shit. moves to Spokane in 1898. She's a party girl. How do you think you get that many last names in the late 1800s? Okay. Good girl. She hooks up. Her first move is you hook up with James R. Smith, who directs the Hecla Mining Company in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. One of the biggest mining companies in the world. Oh, yeah. They do a heck of a lot of work. (laughs) 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 So when you're lying there with your James R. Smith, this minor minor director of the Hecla Mining Company, you just kind of pillow talk him into giving you a lot of stock. Okay. And then in 1908, when he dies... You're rich. Oh. You have 92,000 shares of Hecla mining stock. That's a Hecla lot of shares. That's a Hecla lot of shares. <laughs> and you roll up and you say, I move with my 92,000 fucking shares of stock that the chairman of directors be gotten rid of and replaced by me. Oh, she's got Sarah has more shares of Hecla stock than the rest of the board fucking put together. (laughs) So she has all the votes. Shit. Yeah, Sarah. She has all the votes. And that's why she's known as Hecla. Because that's where all her money comes from. Okay. Now, Hecla, Sarah, Sarah Hecla, whatever you want to call her. She knows a lot about making all the money. I know, I'll fight you for her. She knows about how to take over a mining company, but she's not that good with men. Okay. So, Ralston, quote-unquote, Jack Wilbur comes to Spokane in 1909. He was a Stanford track and field star, so probably pretty fit. Oh, yeah. And his father had cut him off from everything. So, he was raised in a wealthy family and then got cut off, which Mm -hmm. gives him that hunger, you know, that drive. He meets Sarah, and he's on the hustle, and he's trying to sell mining equipment. But she's like, well, I don't need that, Mm -hmm. but let's spend a little more time together. Okay. So she's got the money. He's got the looks. One thing leads to another, and he's like, let's get married. Let's get married. You know how men are. Oh, yeah. That's how they propose. Let's get married. And she says, okay. Here, I'm going to put you up in this little bungalow on 19th. We're going to call it our love cottage. Oh, God. (laughs) Gross. I can't get into that. No, gross. Yeah, but this is where he lived, and she used to have her chauffeur drop herself by. Wait. Spend a little time with her Jack. Wait, she built this place for him? I think they just bought it. Okay. But she said... For her wedding present to him in 1916, she gave him a check for $130,000. God. He said, fix up our little love cottage, anything you want, and don't show it to me until it's finished. Whoa. Yeah. So he purchases two lots, bringing it right down to 17th. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. that was about. That's how and that happens. Sudden, it's not just a love cottage. It's a love cottage mansion. Huh. <sighs> 
Yeah. So two things are happening as Jack is working on this property. Mm-hmm. One is he's, you know, building it out from a cottage into a mansion. And one is also that he is sleeping around. Oh, Jack. No. He, why would you do you're that? When a boy toy, you have like two jobs. Yeah, right. right. Come on. Right. Good yeah. lord. And evidently, when Sarah, a.k.a. Hecla, actually shows up to this thing, she refuses to even go inside. And Jack is offended, runs off to San Francisco, throws what Chet Kasky and Spooky Spokane calls an overnight quote-unquote pajama party. That's 1920s for orgy. (laughs) Orgy! (laughs) For 30 couples. Yeah, this isn't a Doris Day film, guys. This is not pajama no. party. This is pajama party. <laughs> How wholesome. 30 couples hanging out in a San Francisco hotel, drinking their hot cocoa. <laughs> and they're listening to their records, and they're talking about what's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like you do. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Sarah divorces Jack in 1918. Yeah, good girl. And they never, ever lived together in that love cottage mansion. No way. So the first couple who got to live in it in 1924 was Dr. Hahn and Sylvia Fly. No. Yeah, that's where that cottage wow. comes from. And that's why it goes all the way from 19th down to 17th and is such an aberration in that neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. When you marry some playboy and give him a $130,000 check, that seems like a great idea. I mean, if I had $130,000, I'd buy the Han Mansion. Yeah, that's what it costs. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't sell it to me for that. Now, I did some sleuthing on Zillow, uh, and it's worth $838,000, according to Damn. Zillow. That definitely makes it one of the most expensive properties in Spokane at this point. Has to. You know the plantation house uh, down at mm-hmm. the corner of Lincoln? I remember when just it was down the way. Just down the way, yeah. I remember when it was on the market for nine hundred thousand and that was unheard oh, of shit. in Spokane. That seems like a deal now. Doesn't it? I don't think it sold for it at that time, even. You that know place is beautiful. I can't get over that place. It's so pretty. Can I tell you one more Hecla adventure? Oh, tell me all the Hecla adventures. All right. She'd been married four times. She had what? been married four times. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Shit. She's going to St. Louis in 1925. So she's been divorced from Jack for about seven years at this point. Okay. Meets a quote unquote financial advisor uh-huh. named George Scollard. Now, Sarah, with her 92,000 shares of sec- of, what am I trying to say? Hecla. Sarah, with her 92,000 shares of Hecla stock, does not need a financial advisor. No. But she loves anything in a good pair of pants. Mm. So, after two weeks, she marries him. Shit. That's fast even for you. I can't even <laughs> refute it because it is. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, so they're like, okay, well, we got married really fast, but let's put off our honeymoon. But in the meantime, here's the key to one of my safety deposit boxes in Seattle. What? He doesn't touch it. He's a good boy. Bless He's him. A good boy. Oh. And they go, okay, we've been married for a year. Let's go on our honeymoon. They go to Rio. 
beautiful Rio. Gorgeous. And they're on a train. They start to fight. Oh, oh dear. Oh, Gosh. dear. The honeymoon is over. Honeymoon is over. Mm-hmm. They're fighting, fighting, fighting. And George says, we have to settle down. It's our honeymoon. Okay, I'm going to go pee. I'll be right back. Wait, is this George or is this you interrupting? This is George. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's going to go to the restroom okay. and chill out a little bit. Okay. And then he leaves. Ten minutes go by. Fifteen minutes go by. What? Twenty minutes go by. And that's a lot of pee. Sarah rings her reporter and she's like, Could you go look for him? And yeah. the porter says, He got off at the last station. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Now remember what the one thing was I told you about this guy? How he had a key yeah, to a safe, safe deposit, deposit box. It held ninety thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. So now oh we have my this God. race. Between Sarah and her fifth husband. Yes. He's going to get to the safety deposit box first. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. That's $2 million in today's money. That's so much money. Holy shit. So, yeah. By train, by ship, by plane, by taxi. Yes. They race up to Seattle. And in the end, a couple hours before she made it, George did and cleaned her out. No. He did. She had other safety deposit boxes. But that's her heart, you know? God Cleaned damn. her out. Just. Yep. Oh. Sarah. So in comparison... Spending $130,000 on a house that you never get to bang your boy toy in is not the worst investment Sarah ever made. Way to bring that back around. Good God. Oh, you're the queen of conclusions. That is sad Mm -hmm. and fantastic. It's all of those things. Sarah lost so much money on men. Mm -hmm. So much. So much money. So much money. Yeah. So I feel like the Han Mansion, even if it's not the Han Mansion, even if it's just a love cottage, has this amazing story with all these emotions and money. So and many anger emotions. and love yeah. and lust. And, yeah. Oh, it's complicated and it's exciting. Well, uh, it's clearly the site of a lot of, just like you said, high level emotions. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Liz, I feel kind of like the stereotypical nice guy right now because I just want to be like, Sarah, girl, you should be dating someone like me because I would never treat you so bad. Mm-hmm. You're just going after all these chads and instead here, I'm your <laughs> Prince Charming. And I would never jump off a train in Rio and go steal your money. No. Not even a little bit. Are you fucking serious? You will give me that money to build a house for us to bang in. Mm-hmm. I got my life made. I don't got to steal shit from you because clearly you'll give it to me. And then also I get a cool house and to bang you. Yeah. What? What's what else what's is there to like? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm, poor girl. Well, you found it's tough her being a play girl. It is tough being a play girl. You found her. She can be your history girlfriend. But I'd like to point out that you now have a history girlfriend and a history boyfriend. And I have neither. I do what I want. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. James bonding it up. Just getting a I don't know. ghostly I don't lover think... in every zip code. 
she seems pretty impulsive and she doesn't make great decisions. So I don't know if she and I can really hook it up long term. Uh, are you really in this for the long term? Or are yeah. you? Well, I just want a house. You're a romantic. You just bought a house, my friend. You don't need another All house. All I want is a mansion. <sighs> oh, my God. I didn't spend much more on my real house in 2017 than they spent on that cottage in 1916. So I think it should scale up. You know, you should get the same for yeah. 70 grand that they got for 70 grand. Yeah. That's just math. It's just math. And it's just fair. Devin, are there ghosts up in this house? There are supposedly a lot of ghosts up in this house. Um, oh, bring it. Oh, uh, bring it. And, you know, probably not just ones that second graders would scare me with. Um, <laughs> bats? Bats? Was that what you were scared of at that age? No, I'm not afraid of bats ever. Bats are good. Uh, what was I afraid of at that age? Well, ghosts and Dracula and uh, Wolfman, Frankenstein. Um Sure any hammer horror creatures pretty much i'm also um mm -hmm. even back then i'm really afraid of falling and knocking out my teeth ew i don't feel good about that either Uh, -uh. no and that's like a i mean as an adult that has aged up with me it is a real fear um yeah you know probably because we don't have universal access to health care <laughs> if i was living in canada whatever knock them all out it's fine Who's getting political now? It's getting. Mm, I'm trying to keep up with you, dude, and I can't do it. Like that's that's the limit of my political jokes. Um, <laughs> they pale in comparison to yours. So, I'll tell you about the ghosts that we think are at the Han Mansion. Um, yes, and noting, of course, that Sylvia died there, but Rudolph did not. He died downtown, right? Sylvia died there. Rudolph died in an apartment downtown. Uh, Rudolph's ghost has been felt but not in the house and not in his apartment oh okay rudolph's ghost according to a writer named sarah jean who did a story on uh the han mansion and the whole family for a radio station in spokane she says she worked in an office building in downtown where apparently okay. rudolph also had an office she actually worked in the same unit like the same room that was his office and she comes into work oh. one day and her very heavy mahogany desk is now moved across her office to be planted firmly in front of the large window and she's like well oh, shit how the fuck did this happen right and she talks to a co-worker who used to have her office and says that's just rudolph hahn that's just dr hahn uh he apparently made sure his desk was always in front of the window because he only wanted to do business if he could sit at his desk and look out the window. And she had had the same thing happen to her own desk when it was her office. Oh, okay. That makes more sense that that's how he liked it. Because at first I was like, that's Dr. Han. You know, he loves to move furniture. He's just crazy about illegal abortions and feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> His two passions in life. Yeah, dude. No, so oh <laughs> Dr. Han's ghost, apparently, I hadn't read anything about him being at his, you know, apartment where he was bayoneted. Who the fuck gets bayoneted anymore? But he did. I know. Uh, no, I guess he just, like, moves around his desk at his old office downtown Spokane. But at the mm -hmm. Han Mansion... The Han Mansion has a long history of ghosts ever since the Hans moved out, really. Um, 
you know, he moved out in 1945. The house was vacant during the 60s and 70s, um, or 60s, 70s, and 80s, depending on which website you're reading. And even though the house was vacant, neighbors and anyone walking within the vicinity would still often hear screams coming from the basement of the mansion. They could hear these blood-curdling, awful screams coming from it and would also call the police and they would show up and there was no activity. So the rumor, of course, is that they're, you know, the screams of people that Dr. Hahn performed on. The house was renovated in the 1990s and that was actually when workers found the walled-up abortion procedure room. As workers are doing construction, they report knocking, they report footsteps, they report noises. And that's something that you read about in a lot of ghost stories, right? Is that a new big structural change to something kind of Mm -hmm. stirs up the dormant energies and that you'll get... Yeah, knocks everything loose. Yeah, right? So you get a a spike in in haunting-like activity. Workers heard this and then the new owners apparently reported that they would hear cheerful voices, good conversations happening in the living room and in the dining rooms, and then sometimes they could hear the sounds of a big party taking place. Oh, okay. But on the the more sinister side, they could also sometimes hear yelling and fighting sounds coming from the downstairs of the home. Okay. Um, It's had several owners since the 90s, so I don't know which owner is reporting what, but another former owner reported that they would see shadow people. Do you know what shadow people are? Yeah. Shadow men. So they would see shadow people and other dark shapes moving along the walls. And apparently there's the ghost of a woman who's seen standing at the top of the stairs. I assume it's Sylvia. Um, Yeah. Could it be another woman who died in the operation room? Could it even be Mm -hmm. uh, your girl, Sarah? I don't know. She never went in the house. Mm-hmm. but she would have had a lot of energy directed at it. My thought is that it's Sylvia. Um, yeah. I feel kind of a connection to her. I think she was probably a pretty sad person, um, pretty upset. <sighs> yeah. Um, obviously, you know, she either, she has to be a sad person. She either killed herself or was killed by her husband. Yeah, lose-lose. Right, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, this place has the kind of run-of-the-mill haunting sounds like doors slamming. People will come back mm-hmm. and find that windows are open that should have been shut or windows are shut that should have been open. The really creepy one is that in the bedroom where Sylvia died, people report that a blood stain will appear on carpets or the floor and no amount of scrubbing will get rid of the stain, but then suddenly it will disappear as though it's sinking back into the floor, only oh, to God. reappear at another random time. Uh, I don't like that. Doesn't that isn't that gross? That Super good? gross. Um, I've been to the Han Mansion twice, once trick-or-treating and once on a home tour, and I also, my most like visceral ghost unexplained experience that I've personally had is with the Han mansion. So I was, I was really glad that we're talking about this cause I feel, you know, it's like a Spokane thing. So I, I feel an actual connection to it anyway, cause it's my hometown. But um, I remember, so I went to this place trick or treating as a kid. So it must've been 
mid late nineties, I assume right after those folks renovated it. I remember it was a big deal to go up there. My brother and I went with his buddy Zach and you know, my mom and Zach's dad, and we walked up this long, there's a driveway that goes from 17th all the way up to where the house is, which would be on like 19th. So this drive, yeah. you know, goes two blocks. Um, there's signs all so over is it. it. Oh, it's, it's, it was a big deal that there were people living there? Oh, yeah. It was a big deal that people were living there. It was a big deal that it was open for Halloween. Um, what were you dressed as? Great question. Don't know. Probably a witch. I was a witch or a cat, like 75% of all Halloweens. Solid. Yeah. Um, what was your go-to costume? Did you have one that you repeated a lot? I don't think I did when I was a kid, but now I'm just, I wear my Morticia Adams dress. God, you look a good witch in that. hat. Yep. It's a good dress. It's man. a good dress. Shoot, mm-hmm. dude. I think that's such a good go-to. I mean, everything I own mm-hmm. is black anyway, so you just got to add a pointy hat. and Fucking right. Boom. Done. Yeah. Um but we went there and I, you know, I was young enough. I just remember that the inside was gorgeous. You know, it's that craftsman. Um, they had it redone. So it had the big beams on the ceilings and all of the lampshades are like that amber glass. So it's a really warm glow. Um, later in the 2000s, my mom says it wasn't with her. So it must have been with Diane. You remember her? Um, mm-hmm. I went on a home tour um the south hill will do historic home tours and they'll also do historic garden tours and i went on a home tour and i remember being in the house we got to see um one of the like when you enter you're actually on the second floor if you're looking at the house from the street you can see uh, a level that's at grass level and then what looks like a second story balcony but if you're up on 19th you're entering on that second story um oh that's disconcerting yeah so i remember i remember entering the through the driveway um on what would be the second story and we went in and there was you know like a parlor room and a dining room and i just remember that the dining room had been redone and it was really big and open and then we went down these stairs that you can see um, out through the balconies um, down to that like green lawn. Anyways, you're going down mm-hmm. the stairs. Um, they had a little crawl space door open and they said it was one of the tunnels that Dr. Han had put in. Um, oh my God, the tunnels are real? They're real. This looked like a crawl space, dude. This looked like, okay. I would have said it was it was a not a tunnel um, that he had used. It was, you know, like three feet by three feet. No, it was probably bigger than that. Maybe, but you. But could, it was just more of an odd corner. It was just like a yeah. I mean, it was it was like a small size that you could have crawled in and gone back a ways. But I would have told you it was like it's an access shaft for the coal chute, you know, or something like that. I wouldn't have said it was like yeah. a tunnel for ferrying abortion people. Um, yeah, houses have a lot of odd corners. Yeah. Yeah, you have necessarily right, and you do have you end up with dead spaces between walls and next to chimneys and shit like sure. that, especially in older houses. Um, so I saw one of you know one of the secret tunnels, but I don't. When I think of secret tunnel, that is not what I thought of. But of course, this was a. I mean, I'm not going to show that to just anybody on my home tour. I'm going to keep that for like friends and photo shoots and shit. So I don't blame them sure. for not showing us the actual crawl spaces or the actual tunnels but do you want to hear my ghost story 
A hundred and ten percent at all times. I feel like I've told this before, but I'm going to say it and you can decide if it's a ghost or if it's a trick of the light or if it was something else. But I feel anyway, I'll just tell you enough with the preamble. Uh, This was when we were in high school and my bus stop was on Cook. So you had to walk past the Han Mansion on 17th a block to get to my bus stop. And I remember it was in the autumn and it was a really foggy day. Um, It was really quiet. It was really cloudy. Everything felt really still, but it wasn't raining. Um, But you can kind of picture it. You know, it's like one of those moody, autumnal, dark, everything still feels very, um, yeah, quiet. And I was walking alone in front of the Han Mansion. And when I look up that long avenue of grass, that long lawn, um, Mm -hmm. I noticed a light, like, yeah, like a a light on the second story balcony. So second story looking from 17th. Mm -hmm. Um, The balcony, the whole house is made out of basalt stone, And so the balcony, you know, have these big pillars of stone with arches that uh, connect the roof with the pillars. So they have these giant arched window pass-throughs, basically, that you're looking through onto the the balcony that spans the length of the house. And then beyond that would be the house. And I looked up and I I noticed this, like, yellowish-white light. And I thought, you know, well, maybe it's someone with a flashlight or uh uh there's you know a light down here is reflecting up there but the more i looked at it the more you know there was no light it was it was a super gray day there was nobody else around and it's just there it's just like this this i can still picture it dude it's like this floating orb of light and it started on the right side of the balcony in one of those like cutout windows and it was just kind of like not bouncing, but gently hovering. It felt like it was moving up and down just a little bit, right? Oh, and I can okay. I can tell that it's on the balcony. So it's it's in the balcony space. It's between the house and where the pillars are. So it's actually in the little balcony enclosed area, and it starts to move across the front of the house from right to left, and it goes behind the pillars. So the light disappears when the pillar blocks it. And it emerges on the other side. And it goes, you know, a little over half the length of a house. And then I don't, now I don't remember, did it go behind a pillar and I didn't see it anymore? Or did it just kind of fade? Or did I blink and it was gone? That is just completely wiped from my brain. I have no idea. Mm. But eventually, I don't see it anymore. Um, And I have to go catch the bus. Oh, shit. So it's because that's not what a reflection does or what a flashlight no. does. A flashlight, when it moves across a pillar, is it shines on the pillar. It doesn't yeah. go behind a pillar. Yeah. And this, I if mean, it's coming from in front of the house. If it's from in front of the house, you know, and I thought, okay, well, it's, it's someone with a flashlight, like inside the house, shining the flashlight out. And what I'm seeing is, you know, the light distorted by the glass from the windows. But it didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it didn't match up with those windows. It, it didn't go away when there was no more glass window. It only went away when it went behind a pillar, just like I couldn't see a person that had been walking behind a pillar, right? Fucking um, weird. 
cute. And it's just like all the hair on my arms is standing up thinking about it. Because it was just so... It was so weird. I mean, and I'm totally up for it not being paranormal. But even right then, I just felt like I don't understand what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can come up with is that it's a ghost. Um, You know, it wasn't like it wasn't ball lightning. That's not how ball lightning moves. Um, At least I don't think, you know, that's not how it's described as moving anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's. That's the ghost that I think I saw at the Han Mansion. Um, But I also, okay, I'm going to tell you this one. You know that in high school, a couple of times I saw what I thought were shadows, like shadow Mm -hmm. people. Um, You saw those a lot in high school. I I did, yeah. The first one I remember seeing was in Lincoln Park behind the Han Mansion. And I didn't really put that together until we were starting to research for this, where I was like, oh, weird. The first weird little elemental gross thing that I don't like thinking about, I think, was in that park right behind the house. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. And then the more I think about, like, oh, I've seen a ghost, the less I feel comfortable saying that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is. I guess because there's a stigma about, like, feeling like you've seen a ghost. I don't know. No, I get it. When you see something that's weird, you want to explain all the alternate explanations for it before somebody can come explain it to you. Yes, I feel like I have to preface it with like a million, it could totally be this other thing, instead of just Mm -hmm. saying, no, I saw this weird floaty glowy orb and it was kind of yellow and kind of white and it just makes me feel strange to know that I saw it. Yeah, I saw that thing, and I felt really weird while I saw it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Listen, feelings are facts. Shit, dude. I could have saved a lot of money in therapy if I had just had you tell me that <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to hear the ghost story that Spooky Spokane tells about Yes. Oh, God, I'd love to hear that. Tell me. So the reputation of... Rudolf Hahn mm-hmm. is that he used to put speakers up in the trees and have these big parties. Yes. I think the big parties part is borne out by what, by what you said, but I don't remember you saying anything about the speakers. I've got information on his obsession with radio and speakers. So this is Ooh. true. Okay. Yeah. So that's what they said he used to do. And they say even now, sometimes at night, you'll hear music playing from those trees. Oh. Sounds of a raucous party. Oh, yeah. For Which is much better than screaming. Way better than screaming. I would much prefer, and it, it's probably like cool nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties music. So yeah, vote do 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 vote do 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 that's a, that's a slow dance, my friend. Man, I would go to a 1920s party so hard, like a real one. We had such a good 1920s murder mystery party that we threw. So Yeah, but I'm talking about time travel. I want to go. Let's I do, do it. We just have to be able to come back, because I don't want to be a woman in the 1920s. I don't. And really, it would have to be like a dream sort of Hollywood scenario. Yeah. I'd go back and they'd be like, why are you so tall? <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> witch murder. 
who oh, was... fuck. You know that's what it would be like. Yeah. She'd be like, I'm going to go live in Great Gatsby, but without the death. And you'd right. like, get your fancy outfit, and you'd get in your time machine, and you'd go back and be enjoying your bathtub gin, and then people would just yeah. see some fucked up shit. Oh, my and God. And you're like, uh, Oh, my okay, God. Well, right? Everything's terrible, so do I slap you and then leave, or just leave? Yeah, which one is it? You're not going to learn a lesson mm-hmm. either way. Oh, shoot, dude. I could do that if we go back to magic. I mean, I would do the same thing with, like, I'd go be at King Henry's court for a day. A. Oh, damn. If I knew that I wasn't going to have lice, have to use a bathroom, or be beheaded. So Mm -hmm. this is all, like you said, magical Hollywood mystery tour. Oh. Right. I wanted to tell you about the speakers, though. So. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, in the 1930s, eccentric weirdo Rudolph got super into radio. Um, According to some sites, he bought a radio station. Um, Other sites say he just really liked this radio station, but I guess he installed speakers all over the house and apparently in the trees, you know, around the grounds, and he would blast music at ungodly levels all hours of the day and night. Normal, normal, we are normal. Normal, rich, privileged Rudolph. Um, He would... Not turn it down when the neighbors complained, when the neighbors called the police, and only finally had to take the speakers down with a court order. It got that bad. That's why I got fucking bayoneted in the heart. Right? Good God. There are people I would have bayoneted for less. But definitely, Mm -hmm. if you're blaring music at midnight when I gotta go work at the fucking coal factory the next day, and you're this rich fake doctor up on this mansion hill blasting music in my face no yeah dude some of us don't have illegal secret abortion practices that can just run any time of night some of us gotta get up in the morning take the hell trolley downtown take a hell trolley downtown my lunch is in a pail and it is butter and bread Mm -hmm. fuck you because it's my birthday because it is my birthday i got butter i mean like i don't i don't even have an indoor (laughs) bathtub and you have a pool that you could just fill in. I poop in a hole and you put your car in a pool. <laughs> hmm. I have to use Surprise the- it took anybody that long to fucking ban at that bastard. All the way till he was 80 years old. He got to live 80 goddamn years being his awful self. Before somebody bayoneted him with an antique bayonet. I feel like we're being hard on him. He <laughs> killed He killed people, Liz. At That's least true. one that we know of. Probably his wife. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I don't think we're being hard on him. No, I gotta say, unless there's a stage that we don't know about, somewhere between barber and fake doctor, yeah, he probably killed a fair amount of people. Yeah, I would say so. And how do you do that? I mean, how do you go from like, yeah, I can give a pretty decent bowl cut to, I think I can scoop out your insides and leave you confidence. Oh, man, he had that. Shoot. I just feel like, you know, do you, do you. Do you step down? Do you like go from haircut to removing hangnails to Mm -hmm. giving someone stitches to abortions? Or do you just like rip that bandaid off and go straight to I'm going to mess about with your guts? Mm -hmm. Jesus, I'm trying not to imagine what the first one went like. Oh, God. No, I don't want to think about that. Uh, 
Yeah. Nope. Terrifying. For everyone involved. Now that can you imagine what it would be like to to need him to help you out with this and you walk in and there's fucking gutters? Oh no. No. And you figure at that point and you know, you're just so desperate and you're already in yeah. for a penny in for a pound kind of thing where you're just like, Well, I guess. Um, yeah, and you've probably never done this before, so you're just going, well, maybe gutters are a normal part of it. Yeah. What's all the music about, though? Yeah, what's... Uh, Why is he have the speakers up so loud? I don't <laughs> feel good about this. Why is he in a suit but wearing bedroom slippers? I just... Is that what doctors wear, I guess? I find this off-putting. It's... <laughs> but I had to leave school in fourth grade. <laughs> I can't even afford to feed myself. And we don't have sex education. <laughs> oh, God. Shoot, dude. Did um, he ever have any kids? He had that kid with his first wife. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Rudolph Jr. But I didn't, I don't think he and Sylvia had kids. I didn't read about any. I would sure hope they didn't have kids. Um, I, I imagine I would have read if they'd had them. So my thought is he just had that son by his first wife. Poor Sylvia. Poor Sylvia. She deserves better. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I read online, and this was, I don't remember if this was from Weird Washington or if it was a different book that someone had put part of it online, um, but they said that Sylvia didn't know about the abortions and that it wasn't mm-hmm. until early 1940 that she found out and was angry. And then, of course, we know she was dead May 1940 oh so that's kind of the implication could be but that's i only read it on one of the you know dozen places i read so i don't know how true that is hmm okay so there you go liz we live in a really cool city and i'm not always happy to be a woman in 2017 but i'm sure glad i'm not a woman in 1930 Jesus Christ, seriously. That oh I know. I don't have yeah. a good I don't have a good wrap up. It's just the more you think about it, the more grisly it is. I remember hearing the legends and the stories of oh yeah, yeah. he was an abortionist and he yeah. had gutters for the blood and this yeah. and that. And I was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh fuck, really? Oh fuck. Oh yeah. fuck. For legit. So if you're in Spokane and you want to go look at this house, it's beautiful. Obviously, don't trespass. Don't go up in the yard. Don't Mm-mm. go up anywhere. But if you're on 17th, definitely stand at the bottom of it and feel this beautiful, cool air. And then if you look at the stone pillars that mark the driveway and then start the wall, Dr. R. Hahn is carved into the top pillar. He had his <gasps> oh, name seriously? carved into it. Mm-hmm. Badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see that now. Yeah, it's really cool. You'll be you'll be looking at my ritual. <laughs> Liz, would you would you buy that I mean, money's no object, right? Would you buy that house knowing its history? Ooh, that's a tough one. Cause that's a bad vibe. That's bad juju. That's a bad bake, Mary. <laughs> that's a bad bake. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul I and Mary. <laughs> I don't know, man. I yeah? don't know. Because that's a lot of lawn to mow. It's so much lawn to mow. And I feel really bad about the 
you know, food not lawns kind of amount of wasted mm-hmm. space that that is. But it's pristine. I mean, if I remember growing up and it wasn't a lawn, it was a meadow. The whole thing was just oh. overgrown with, you know, on a kid, shoulder high grasses and weeds and wildflowers and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I think if I bought the house, I would definitely want to make the part toward the road, maybe a community garden, like a pea patch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would give um, away all those extra stuff that the boy toy that he bought oh, to extend it down. No, you're way more altruistic than I am. I would not give that shit away, but I would have it be mine, but let people use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you just go through and you're like, my zucchini. <laughs> I mean, if you plant one zucchini, you have a hundred zucchini. So Eminent domain on the, your fucking zucchini. <laughs> No, I would let people use it, Liz. I'm not going to steal their crops, but it would be a sharecropping situation where I own the land. They can do whatever they want, but it is my land, so I can jerk those privileges anytime I want to in case I want my giant lawn back. So you're going to be like a British lord pre-enclosure movement. Oh, definitely pre-enclosure, because the whole point of having your estate in the countryside is so that you can feel like you're in the countryside. The... Right. Enclosure just, you know, fucks up the flora and fauna. And then how do I race my horse and hounds after foxes? <laughs> There's all these peasants in the way. Uh, get out of here, you plebeians. You're mucking up my vista. What of you? Is that a British accent? I think I did it right. You did it perfect. <laughs> I have this wonderful view of this elementary school. It's amazing. They keep pointing at me and running away. <laughs> Something about stranger danger. Why, I am lord of these lands. You know who I am. My face is stamped on every haypenny from here to Cheney. Fuck. Well, now the plan is if I ever have the money to buy that place, I'm buying it and giving it to you so that you make your own country. Thank you. Your own currency. I'll be a feudal lord for you anytime. Oh my god, so many serfs. Dude, I am all about... All about being a feudal lord. I really want to feel important. I want people to call me ma'am. No, I don't. I want people to call me miss. A dude at the uh, grocery store the other day said, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to wrap this up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of scary things that happened at the Han Mansion. You're not sure if you'd buy it unless you bought it for me. Yeah. See, and if I say stuff like that, then you have to put the whole conversation in. You told me that once, that if I reference things. Yeah, if I reference things that I said earlier, I think you might cut out. I just got to reference them again, and then you'll keep them. We just have two hours of garbage. No, we have two hours of gold. Oh, my God. Get us out of here. (laughs) You've been been grudgingly listening to Ouija Broads for two hours now. We hope you join us for the next episode. And if you choose to, you'll be able to find those episodes on Podbean, on iTunes. We'd love it if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you want to tell us what an amazing job we're doing, then you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Liz is an angel and has us on YouTube now where you can find highlights, best ofs. I don't know what else she's putting up there. I've just given her carte blanche to um, yeah whatever i feel like yeah whatever i feel like devon is basically what she tells me all the time so welcome to my life um <laughs> we also have a website is it ouijabroads.com or the ouijabroads.com 
I don't know. Well, if you Google search or if you type one of those in and it doesn't come up, try the other one and we'll be there. Yeah. Um, Damn straight. Damn straight. So much like us, your leaders, your idols, your best friends, we want you to live weird. And die weird. And stay weird. Always. (laughs) There you go. How is that for an outro? I love it. I'm playing the music in my head already. (laughs) Ha 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 ha